What is up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti, and if this is your first time listening, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time listening, welcome back. Really appreciate your time. And today on the podcast, I have something really exciting that I wanted to talk about, wanted to dive into, and that is how much, if any, did the Dolphins improve in the offseason? Did they improve? Did they not? Did they improve by a large margin? Did they improve by a small margin? Did they not get better? Did they actually get worse? So that's what I wanted to talk about on the podcast today because um, a couple of people on my Twitter feed have said that they feel the Dolphins have gotten worse since the offseason began. Um, Omar Kelly, uh, while I want to say this about Omar Kelly because he's the main reason I'm doing this podcast today. Omar Kelly does agree in the way the Dolphins are doing the rebuild. He believes that the Dolphins are building the team through development and developing guys. And he agrees that it's the right way to do. But he thinks that the Dolphins roster is worse. Right now, like week one, the Dolphins roster is worse than week one last year. And again, I don't want to make that seem like Omar Kelly you know, hates the Dolphins. He doesn't, if in context, because I love providing context, he said that he really does feel that the Dolphins are doing it the right way. It's just if he had to say if the Dolphins are better or worse than they were a year ago, he would say that we're worse now than we were a year ago. So that got me thinking, because a bunch of people think that, and I completely disagree with it, Um, but I'm going to try to be objective. I'm going to try to be unbiased because I can kind of be a homer, I've been told. So I'm going to do basically a breakdown of who we lost, who we gained in free agency in the draft, and I'm going to go position by position, and I'm going to talk about just realistically, not not being over the top, just realistically, if we got better or worse at each position. So let's start on the additions that this team has made. So the Dolphins have added Will Fuller, Jacoby Brissett, Matt Skura, Justin Coleman, Adam Butler, Robert Foster, Adam Pankey. Um, actually, Adam Pankey was a re-signing that we made. Uh, Malcolm Brown, Brendan Scarlett, Duke Riley, and then the 2021 draft class that we just had, which is Jalen Waddell, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, all these J's, man. Javon Holland, Liam Eichenberg, Hunter Long, uh, Lionel Coleman, and... Jared Dokes. So those are the additions that the team has made. Now, as far as people that we've lost, we lost Fitz, we lost Kamu Grugier-Hill, Ted Karras, Kyle Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Howard, Matt Breida, and Eric Flowers. So basically, out of all the people that we signed last year, we really haven't kept many of the people that we signed last year. So the Dolphins have lost those players that I just named, and we have added all the players that I said before. So with that in mind, given the 53-man roster that we assume will happen, have the Dolphins gotten better or worse? So let's go through position by position. Quarterback. Dolphins went from having a rookie quarterback in Tua Tungavailoa and Ryan Fitzpatrick to having second year Tua Tungavailoa and Jacoby Brissett as the backup. For me... I think this is the only position, really, 
kind of spoiler alert, this is the only position I can make a case that we, we downgraded. And the reason for that is strictly off of experience. Because if you're talking about talent, Tua can do things Fitz will never ever be able to do and never was able to do. That's why Fitz was a 7th round pick or a 6th round pick. I forget. I think 7th. And that's why Tua, before the injury, should have been the first pick overall in the draft. And even with the injury, was taken 5 overall. Tua, talent-wise, is more talented than any quarterback really the Dolphins have had since Dan Marino, talent-wise. Now, what's going to separate Tua from Ryan Fitzpatrick and why I say it's a downgrade is the experience. Tua, at the end of the day, is going into his second year. He's not a 16-year vet like Ryan Fitzpatrick, so there are things that Ryan Fitzpatrick has the upper hand on simply just because he's he's seen them before. He's experienced them. However, I do want to note, because I said this before when, you know, it was during the season when we were talking about Tua, I don't want people to think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, not to take anything away from him, but the thought that Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing MVP football and was the only reason we were winning games, completely false. Ryan Fitzpatrick in his six games, right? In his six games that he played for the Dolphins, and this is before Tua took over, in his six games, Ryan Fitzpatrick had 10 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Do you want to know what Tua had in his first six games with the Dolphins? Nine touchdowns, one interception. When you say it that way, it's so clearly obvious how miscued and 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 wrong it is to say that Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing lights out football for the Dolphins. He was not. He was winning the same reason Tua won last year. Good defense, don't turn the ball over. And when we were losing, it was usually because the defense wasn't playing well or he was turning the ball over. Or in the instance with the Seattle game, both. But you look at the Buffalo Bills game. Defense didn't play well, we didn't win. The New England Patriots game, defense played pretty well. I mean, you only give up 21 points first game of the season, a bunch of rookies, three interceptions by Fitzpatrick. So this notion that like it's a huge drop-off between Tua and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't think it is. I think overall, yeah, it might be a slight downgrade at first because of the experience factor. But if you asked me, would you rather have Tua in his second year or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I will take Tua every single time. Without even blinking an eye. So, this, the, again, I, I'm saying that the Dolphins are downgrading simply because of experience. Not because I think Tua is worse. Not because I think Tua is going to be bad. I believe Tua is going to have a large improvement this year. Strictly just because he's actually able to train. But you talk about the improvements that we've made with the talent around him. So let's just say for for sake of argument, because I don't want to be a homer, we slightly downgraded a quarterback. I don't agree with it at all. I don't think it's true, but let me just use it for sake of argument, right? Worst case scenario, we have a, a slight downgrade due to experience. Let's go to wide receiver. We added Will Fuller. We added Jalen Waddell and Albert Wilson is coming back. Just those three alone make this this wide receiving core that much better. Like, Will Fuller actually gives you insanely 
or, or not, that's not the right way to put it. Wolf Fuller gives you much more explosiveness and, and deep threat capability than anyone on the roster. Then on top of it, you add Jalen Waddle. I could make the argument. I don't think the Dolphins have ever had a wide receiver that has that much explosive capability as Jalen Waddle. I'm not saying he's going to be like the best wide receiver we've ever had. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about just like his ability. We've never had someone with that explosiveness, like not even Jakeem Grant. Jalen Waddle's explosiveness, I'll take it over Jakeem Grant's every day. You just look at size, strength, ability to run routes, uh, just, and then you add on top of it, he has the speed of a Jakeem Grant and the twitchiness of a Jakeem Grant. Just those additions on the wide receiving core. And then you add Albert Wilson, who, yeah, he's not a pro bowler, but he's he was our best yards after catch guy the year in 2019. So just from those factors alone, the wide receiving core might be the most improved unit on the team. So that is a large improvement in the wide receiving core. Then let's talk about offensive line. Left tackle. Austin Jackson should improve. To what in degree he improves in year two, I have no idea. But he should improve in year two. So that's a slight improvement over Austin Jackson as a rookie. Eric, uh, Eric Flowers is no longer here at left guard. Solomon Kinley, when you factor in some slight improvement from year one to two that all offensive linemen make in their second year, the, the drop-off is not going to be a drop-off really at all because Eric Flowers wasn't playing like Pro Bowl football. He actually at many times was one of our worst offensive linemen. So for me, I'll say Solomon Kinley was a stalemate. Him at left guard, it's about the same as Eric Flowers. At center, Matt Skura, look, Matt Skura is much more talented than 10 cares. Actually, maybe not much more talented, but he's more talented than 10 cares. The only issue with Matt Skura at least in my eyes, is the the snapping. Having botched snaps, too high, too low. And I watched Mike Pouncey for the, um, or is it Marquise? No, Marquise Pouncey um, for the Steelers. I watched him have botched snaps in the playoffs. And he's like a Pro Bowl caliber center. I've seen botched snaps from centers all the time. You don't want it to happen. But at the end of the day, as long as it's just a fluke situation, it doesn't keep happening He's an improvement over Ted Karras. Now, yes, if he starts snapping the ball too high, yeah, he's obviously a downgrade, and we'll address that if it happens. But if you just get Matt Skura off, no longer injured, he's more recovered, doesn't have those bad snaps, he's an improvement over Ted Karras. I would have liked them to address center in the draft with Quinn Mainers. We didn't. So hopefully Michael Dieter can be that center that maybe we can develop or he could just be a nice solid backup for depth. But at center, I'm going to go with slightly improved or worst case scenario, stalemate. Right guard. Robert Hunt should move into right guard. Robert Hunt is the best offensive lineman that we have, I believe, on the roster. And at right guard, he translates better than he did at right tackle. And at the end of last year, for I believe it was the last five games, Robert Hunt was one of the top five offensive tackles in the NFL and he was a rookie that's not it's not just rookies like out of all the tackles the last five games he was like one of the top five tackles so you put him in at right guard which is where most people most scouts former GMs believe he translates better 
you now have a significant upgrade at right guard. Then I believe Liam Eikenberg will go to right tackle and he's the most NFL ready tackle or offensive lineman that the Dolphins have drafted. Over the last three years, he's even more NFL ready than Robert Hunt. He played two years, did not allow one sack in 30 games, never missed a game. Um, and he's just, he's a, he's a mountain of a man. He doesn't weigh an insane amount, but just a guy that I believe is going to come in 33 reps on the bench. He's going to come in and he's going to be a solid right tackle for us day one. So overall on the offensive line, did we improve drastically? No. Did we get worse? No. I believe we slightly improved on the offensive line by a degree of how much depends on how these rookies improve from year one to year two. But I believe on the offensive line, we definitely didn't get worse. If anything, worst case, we stayed the same. But I personally believe, honestly, realistically, we got a little bit better on the offensive line. Then you add tight ends. Tight ends is very simple. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. We have all the same tight ends and we added Hunter Long, who's better than I mean, coming out of college, he's a better prospect than Adam Shaheen and Durham Smythe. And I believe day one, he'll be tight end one, even ahead of Mike Kosicki, because Mike Kosicki, if you remember last year, he wasn't tight end one on the first week because he's not really a tight end. He's a hybrid tight end. So I expect him to have a starting role as that hybrid tight end. But if you're talking traditional tight end, I believe Hunter Long will be a day one starter there's an improvement. Then lastly, we talk about running backs. I mean, I don't think you can count the loss of Jordan Howard as your roster being worse. Matt Breida, we haven't signed. He barely did anything in this offense, whether it was scheme or him, didn't do anything in the offense. So we didn't really lose anything there. Then we added Malcolm Brown, who is going to be able to hopefully fill that Jordan Howard role. And then you add Jared, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Jared Dokes, who I had a fifth round grade on. Most people had a fifth or a, a, a late, uh, an early fifth, late fourth round grade on. A lot of scouts I, I I read and listened to. You got him in the seventh round. Hopefully he's an improvement over a Patrick Laird. So I'm gonna err on the caution that at worst case we are a stalemate at running back if not slightly improved, because I, if you're telling me who do I think will be better, Malcolm Brown and Jared Dokes or Matt Breed and Jordan Howard, I saw what Jordan Howard and Matt Breed did. It can't get much worse than that. So I'm going to go with improvement. So on offense, the only position that you can argue we, we downgraded at, like the only unit would be quarterback. And that's because of experience. And even me, I wouldn't agree with that at all. I wouldn't agree that you downgraded at quarterback because Fitz was good when he came in as a relief pitcher, but that's what a lot of quarterbacks like him do. Nick Foles is the same way, but if you have them as your starter, they're not that same guy. So I'm going to say quarterback is the only position, the only position group that is a slight downgrade. All of the others are either a stalemate or an improvement, especially wide receiver is a huge improvement. Now let's go to the defense. On the defensive side of the football, uh, I don't really see any position group where we got worse. Seriously. Defensive end, 
Got rid of Shaq Lawson. We added uh, Jalen Phillips and Benardrick McKinney, who are much better scheme fits. And Jalen Phillips, if you look at just his trajectory, obviously he's never played a snap in the NFL. If you look at his trajectory, just on talent, don't talk about the injury. Talent-wise, he is far beyond anything Shaq Lawson is. Then you add Bernardrick McKinney, who's much more of a scheme fit. And then you have Andrew Van Ginkle to replace Kyle Van Noy. And Kyle Van Noy was getting outplayed by Andrew Van Ginkle last year. So when you add Andrew Van Ginkle, Jalen Phillips, and Bernardrick McKinney versus Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy, and Andrew Van Ginkle, I'll take the former rather than the latter. Defensive tackle, Devon Gotcha, you didn't have last year. And we added um, Adam Butler. So you automatically have another healthy guy there for rotation. We improved a defensive tackle. On top of that, you add that Raekwon Davis will improve in year two. And I believe Raekwon Davis is going to be a Pro Bowl defensive tackle, nose tackle. Like he was great for us last year. If he can improve, which he should in year two, man, we, we got a guy right there. Then you look at linebacker. Yes, we lost Kamu Grugier Hill, but again, I talked about how we added Duke Riley, Brennan Scarlett. Uh, again, we added Benardrick McKinney. Yes, we lost Kyle Van Noy and Kamu, but we also added guys that can help us in special teams with Duke Riley and Brennan Scarlett. And Benardrick McKinney is much more of a scheme fit. And then a- Andrew Van Ginkle was outplaying Kyle Van Noy. So you can't even say that we got worse because last year he was playing better. Andrew Van Ginkle was playing actually better than Van Noy. So you can't even make the argument we got worse because you literally saw last year who was better. Then we talk about cornerbacks. They're basically all the same, but we added Justin Coleman, who has familiarity with when he was with the Patriots. Um, We saw what happened when he went to Detroit, had some good years in Detroit uh, under Matt Patricia, which is that same scheme. Uh, He was top two in the NFL in uh, nickel corners in targets and passes allowed, pass breakups. Uh, So, I mean, that's an improvement at nickel corner. And then you look at safety and they're the exact same safeties plus Javon Holland, who in my opinion has the most talent out of all of them. So that's an improvement. So when you look at the overall team... I don't really understand the notion that the Dolphins are worse, to be quite frank with you. Like, I, I don't. And if we were worse, I would try to, you know, understand it, like, see it. I mean, wh- wh- when we were in 2019, I was like, yeah, this roster sucks because we got rid of so many people. I can't sit here right now and say that the Dolphins got worse. We got more depth. We got a lot of depth at running back still. We have so much depth at wide receiver, quarterback, same amount of depth, offensive line, same amount of depth, and you got better positions, and then you got more depth really at every single position on your defense except maybe linebacker, but just remember, we did add Scarlett and Riley. So when you do that, plus Bernardrick McKinney, Andrew Van Ginkle, you're getting Vince Beagle back. You know, like, I, I don't understand the notion or the, the thought that the Dolphins got worse in the offseason. Or we are a less talented roster. 
I don't agree with that at all. Not even kind of. I tried to be objective about it. Hopefully I wasn't, you know, maybe too optimistic. I don't think I was. I said with the offensive line, which is really the only position group I could say where you could have not so much optimism. At worst, you had a stalemate. I don't see any position on the offensive line that got worse. Austin Jackson is going to improve slightly, hopefully. Maybe even more, hopefully. Center is a stalemate at worst. Left guard is a stalemate at worst from the transition to Flowers to Kinley in his second year. Robert Hunt's an improvement over whatever you had at right guard. And then right tackle with Liam Meikenberg is going to be a stalemate with, with what Robert Hunt was giving you last year. So... Again, I don't really understand the notion that the Dolphins got worse. We got better at so many positions. Um, And more importantly, we got so many good playmakers now, especially on offense. But you add defense too with edge. That was a huge need for this team was edge. And we got the best edge rusher by a long time, by a long shot, honestly, from Jalen Phillips to Quiddy Pay. I mean, if it weren't for the injury concern, the concussions with Jalen Phillips, which is a concern... Jalen Phillips is a top five talent in the draft, hands down. I wouldn't even, uh, that's not even an argument really in my eyes. So you add all of that together, the Dolphins got a lot better. And then you add the other factor that we have so many young players that are going to improve and take a jump. There's so many rookies like Tua that will take that big jump from year one to two because that's the biggest year where players improve is year one to two. So I just think there's so many things that that show and lead you to believe that the Dolphins are much not. I'm not gonna say much better, like we're a Super Bowl team now, but the Dolphins are better at a lot of positions than they were last year. And I believe more importantly, there's so many more playmakers on this team, offensively and defensively, and also there are a lot better scheme fits. I think that was really the name of the game this offseason was get rid of guys get better scheme fits. So, you know, you think what you want. I was, this isn't to say Omar Kelly hates the team because he doesn't. I really just wanted to talk about this because he really does think the team is worse, but he believes that that's because you're trying to build through talent and that talent that you're building with is still young. And I get that. But again, the, the, what, what talent are we talking about? Really, the only talent you're talking about, I guess, is on the offensive line because it's a bunch of young guys. But Will Fuller is a veteran. Running back-wise, yeah, it's the same guys as last year, plus Malcolm Brown, a rookie. Defense, it's basically all the same guys. You just added Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland and then some veterans in free agency. So I don't understand that like we are less experienced and we're not going to be as good and we're not as talented. I don't get that at all, to be honest with you. Just my thoughts. Uh, let me know what you guys think. Curious what you guys think for sure. Uh, reach out to me uh, if you'd like to. Love to have a, a good, respectful conversation. But yeah, those are my overall thoughts. I think the Dolphins definitely improved. Obviously, a lot of the improvement is going to have to do with what type of jump players take from year one to two, mainly starting with Tua Tungvaluwa. Um, That's going to dictate really how well the Dolphins do this year. But if they take a jump... And if they do improve, man, sky's the limit in the next two years. Like, really. Like, when I look at the Dolphins roster with how much cap space we have in 2022, 
You talk about players developing from year one to two and two to three and three to four. The Dolphins have really set themselves up for some great success. So those are just my overall thoughts. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time here on the Finn Sports Football Podcast. Fins up.